Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend's action in Cavan GEA as the minor footballers get their Ulster Championship underway on Saturday afternoon. And the hurlers are out on Sunday afternoon in Birmingham where they take on Warwickshire in the Lorry Maher Cup opening round game. Um, the, also, the Cavan Minor hurlers are in the Celtic Challenge. They lost last week to Longford, but they um, have a home game this weekend against Wicklow Blues. Um, so they're looking forward to that one. Hopefully they get a, a win under their belt in, in their four-team group. Um, but to look ahead to the, all the action, that I'd be delighted to be joined by the sports editor of the Anglo Cell, Paul Fitzpatrick. Paul, um, I suppose we'll, we'll start off maybe with the hurling. Laurie Maher, getting on the way and, and I know from even before the league final and, and towards the end of the league talking with a few of the hurlers, talking with Tom Mannion who we'll hear from in a little bit of time um, you know they, they were there was always one eye on being at their best for the Laurie Maher um, so it's a it's a big game and this is a strange one for Cavan because you know there's no winning in this for Cavan they 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 have to go out and win this. They've 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 put themselves with a favourite tag going into a Larry Maher game against Warwickshire here. Yeah, I suppose it it is a tricky one for Cavan because what you've done up to now really, while it'll give them confidence, they need to draw a line under it because league results like that, it's not going to really, it's not going to put the ball over the bar for you in the championship. So they're going to need to just draw a line under that completely and try and you know get that underdog mentality that they had again. Um, in in the league, especially you know towards the latter end of it, when when they had the bit between their teeth, so it is a tricky one, I suppose. In ways that said, it's probably I know they have to go to Birmingham logistically. That that's not easy, um, and it's an away game, and you don't know sometimes with the UK teams, they, they might have picked up a player or two or whatever, or they might have been missing a player or two. Info is probably a little bit more scant with them. That said, looking at the league results. It's probably a nice draw to get in the first round. It's a game the Cavan will view as very winnable. Like the won by eleven points when they played them in the league, albeit that was in Breffney. But Warwickshire lost four out of four in the league and um were well beaten in a lot of their games. Leitrim beat them beat them pretty well as well. So uh, I think Cavan will be viewing this as a very, very winnable game to set them up then for Monaghan the following week. I suppose the the interesting thing as as You'll, you'll hear from Tom in a few minutes is Warwickshire have been in kind of free fall since winning the Laurie Maher in uh, 2021 um, where they, they went up then to obviously Nicky Rackard and came straight back down and, and haven't won a game 
in almost two years now. So it's a, a difficult, um, or sorry, a championship game. Anyway, didn't win any last year. I'm not sure about their league performances last year, but it's a difficult position. But it's like that. Is it's the unknown of the 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 Warwickshire side that somebody may have landed over in April, May and said, you know what, I'm going to be here for the summer. I'll, I'll play a bit of hurling and could be a really top class hurler. So they don't know exactly what they're coming up against. And that's a, that's one that's very difficult to prepare for. Yeah, that's right. They had Liam Watson, I think, um, a couple of years ago, like he won the best hurlers in Ireland from Antrim. And uh, I remember interviewing Colin Shane and I think his first game for Cavan was against Warwickshire away. And he was saying, like, coming from Kula, he thought, he openly admitted this, he thought, like, this would be nice coming down and play with Cavan, you know, it'd be a lower pace than what I'm used to. I'd be able to play in my comfort zone, rack up the scores and, uh, you know, meet the cousins down at Cavan and everything would be rosy in the garden. He said, they got on the plane to Warwickshire, got over there and he said, next thing he sees Liam Watson coming at him and he scored something like 310. He said, you know, you just don't know what you're, you're going to, what you're going to get. You don't know what to expect, I suppose. But, I think barring there being some major bolters into that Warwickshire team, like it'd be a, it'd be a sizable upset if Cavan don't win this game. Now the concern I would have with Cavan is they're not scoring enough goals, not near enough goals, and I know that might be nitpicking because they just won the league, but they only scored a goal in one game in in the or the five in the league, including the final. Um, so I think I'm right in saying that. Sorry, yeah. sorry, they got a goal against against Longford the first day, so. They got a goal against Longford and two against Warwickshire. And in, in the other games, they didn't score a goal at all, including the final. So that'll be a slight concern. I know that's something that, that Kevin Carney mentioned to me before as well, that, um, you know, Kevin do need to be scoring more goals, he feels. See, I suppose it's it's when you have a half-forward line like Kevin has, they are going to dominate the possession. And, you know... They're going to win a lot around that middle toward and have the ability to to put them over. Whereas maybe the the the, the goal threat isn't something that's been maybe worked on. Like they're, they're, I know it was a target to increase the number of scores. And probably the easiest way to increase the number of scores is increase the number of shots. And the easiest area to get that in is further out the field. So. Um, while working on the on the target of increasing the number of scores, maybe it has had a negative effect in terms of the number of goals scored. But I think that when Cavan get the name of scoring highly from points, then maybe the opportunity to go and chase the goals might present itself at that time. But um, I don't think that Cavan were in a position that they could be picky and choosy and say, well, look, we want to score... 118 or 219 or 220 or whatever the case may be. I think they had to just chase extra scores and points were going to come easier than, than goals. Yeah, well, Kenneth Smaher is, is one of those players who get, who gets the ball, turns and shoots. Yeah. And, and you know, when when you when a pivotal player in your team is that sort of player, obviously that's going to filter out into the, the style of play because so many of the, the attacking moves are going through him. Um, Nicky Kenny as well is another player like coming deep from midfield as we saw in the league final, scoring seven points. Um, but it is striking that Cavan haven't been free, exactly free scored in this league. Like they scored, they only breached the eighteen point mark, I think, in two of the five games. So they scored one twelve against Longford, fourteen points, twenty one points, seventeen points, uh, and two twenty against Warwickshire. Warwickshire was definitely the outlier. I would say Warwickshire probably are, um, far and away the weakest team in, in it. Uh, so I, I'm nitpicking here, like we, um. Cavan are the, the champions 
of Division Three B. So you, you can't argue with that. But um, it's gonna take it's gonna be a step up now because you've got stronger teams coming into it. Obviously, you've got the likes of Monaghan and so on who are playing in higher divisions. So Gavin are gonna have to up their scoring rate, I think, but probably not for this weekend. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting because I I would think that Cavan, and I'm just going to try and look it up as I'm talking about, I would think that Cavan's scoring rate this year is still higher than it has been in, in the previous three, four years, like their, their, their average scoring rate. I'd say it is. Yeah, I don't have the stats to hand. I'd, I'd say it is, but 14 points, 17 points, 112, that's not great scoring in Ireland, really. Like, um, It won't win you an awful lot of games, generally, I don't think, in Championship Ireland. Uh, where, where you know the old cliche, uh, where the when the the sod is is firmer, which is interesting because this is something I'm I'm wondering: do we need to? You're not going to bring up the split season. No, it's not the split season. I leave the split <laughs> split season aside. But I I was I was uh, in the car the other day and it was four degrees, and it got me thinking. Apart from the winter of 2020, and then way back when championships could be played at any time of the year back in the day. Uh, with various holdups and all the politics and they just go on. It'd be rare that that championship football of Horland would ever be played in in any week where a temperature might hit four degrees. And like we're in the middle of the football championship now, we're in the middle of the Horland championship, uh, or we're starting the Horland championship now. And yeah, sorry, it did start last week, the Joe McDonough and all that. And and within the week between the two games, the temperature hits four degrees at one stage. Mm. So we we always have this idea about championship that. You know, it's played in, in good weather, it's played on fast pitches. That mightn't be the case anymore. Early rounds of championship in football and hurling, you might no longer be be talking about that as, as summer football or summer hurling. Now, I know that Cavan would, might have been out in, in a preliminary round in Ulster in early May at times, and you might get a... a still a big jump from that to now. That's it. You might get a you might get a rainy day or whatever, Like, but at the end of the day, like you're not going to... Have heavy pitches and all that, but the pitches are very heavy at the minute. And we're we're in championship season now, and there's a lot of pitches unplayable. So that that really is another factor that probably would play into Cavan Horrors. If they're not exactly a free scoring team, we know, and it's not cliche, we know that scores go down in in colder weather and in wintry weather. And we saw that in 2020, where the scores in the in the football in in the provincial finals were half what they were the year before. Uh, which suited the Cavan footballers, I think, that year. And hopefully it'll suit the, the Cavan hoarders now as well. Yeah. Yeah. Things right. It, it, it brings up an interesting point, all right, that, like, I remember Terry Highland telling me that in the old, on the 20, on the 21 championship, that he used to nearly have to have a, a panel that would be starting the competition on a team and it would evolve as the competition would go to deal with the harder ground for the faster player. So a big, strong player, maybe to start the heavier ground. And then by the time you got to mid-May, when the the All-Ireland semi-final was going to be played, you were looking for pace, not power, uh, which was very interesting. And maybe that's something we'll see more of um, in, in the coming. Although I do think at the higher levels, the the power has the pace if you know what I mean the the teams that are big and strong are still fast and still have that pace they can adapt to the harder ground so it'll it'll be interesting just to go back to your point last year Cavan in the Division 3B scored 13 points against Fermanagh 12 points against Lancashire 9 against Leitrim and 9 against Longford um, so I'd say the average is up 
It's definitely up on that. It's definitely yeah. up on that, but that that was very poor now. That was that was yeah. So, but again, I I I think it just points that there are improvements, and and you have to go after certain areas before you can chase the next one. I'd say the next one will be you're right. I'd say it'll be goals. Let's hear from the man who one of the men who'd be making that decision on whether to go for goals or not. The coach of the Cavan Horrors, Tom Mannion. It's a trip over to Birmingham to face Warwickshire in the opening round. Tom, I suppose the uh, the celebrations for the league success. Obviously, there had to be a bit of celebrating, but it had to be parked fairly quick to get ready for this one. Yeah, it comes quick and fast, Jamie. So, um, condensed enough season. Where so the match was fought Saturday afternoon in Dublin, and we uh, got back to Cavan and had a lads had a good night out on Saturday, and some of them maybe enjoyed a, bit, a day more. And then, but we were back at it uh, uh, Tuesday night uh, again, and just kind of wiped the slate clean and ready to go again for um, for uh, you know the league is done now ready to go for, for five games in Lionel which come taking fast with three in a row and uh, starting as you said in Birmingham on, on Sunday and then uh, we have a week break and then back with the finals too so five games in six weeks so it's going to be full on Yeah that's going to I suppose really test the strength in the panel because it's, as you say it's very full on yeah, for sure, it definitely is. And that's, we even said it to the lads, like, that look at, uh, you know, the team that went out in the league final won't be the team the next day and won't be the team, you know, it'll probably constantly change because, you, know, you know yourself, you're playing, if you're playing, like, uh, that many games, three weeks in, in whatever uh, amount, uh, in, in, in three games in three weeks, like, you're going to pick up knocks and, and bruises and that, and that will come in and out of form. So it's just about... Uh, you know, next man up when when things that's what we're trying to do in the league as well as build up in the panel with the under twenties, with other lads coming in and hopefully uh, you know, that we some might go down or some might get injured or, you know, there's a need to make a change that that you know, it doesn't it doesn't take from, from the from the, the quality of the team like so yeah, that's what we're looking for I suppose. I suppose in, in one way that's maybe easier or, or it's not a terrible bad situation because the training sessions you'd imagine lads are saying well even if I don't get a start you know I, I, I may get an opportunity whereas sometimes when there's big gaps between games lads feel that are maybe not getting a lot of game time well sure what's the point I'm not really going to get game time yeah definitely and like what I think as well like it's 70 minutes and plus <laughs> we can think of the, the league final like so <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, you're up on you're up on a, a long time, so you're gonna have. I think if you have the the lads, you use the five. You know that's the way I think uh, a lot of the time now because you know a lad a lad coming in with fresh legs. Uh, in comparison to a lad that has done an hour plus, I think it mm. it makes sense if there's very little in the standard uh, just to get them in. So, for sure, we've been saying like that. You know. Uh, Tuesday night we can probably do a little bit of of, of uh, intense work now between between matches. That that's your time if you're if you're not in the in the fifteen. That's your time to make sure that you know you're you're putting up your hand for selections into the fifteen or or into the subs for coming on. And um, uh, because we can't do that much, we can probably just train uh, quite intense on Tuesday, Thursday. You're kind of winding down, going through a couple of uh, kind of things for the match, and then and then you're into the game on Saturday. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a thing that. You know, we're trying to get the, the lads and the parents they there are plenty of competition there is plenty of competition for places. So um yeah, yeah. Uh 
definitely going to be um, going to be using using the full the full panel over the next couple of weeks. Mm. Talk to me about this weekend heading over to to uh, play Warwickshire in, in in Birmingham. What logistically? What's the plan? How when do you go over, or how do you prepare for this? One? Yeah. So, Jesus, not not a plan, and I didn't I didn't uh, foresee that much. No, I haven't had much to do with it. It's, it's Angela Hamilton and and Keith and the county board that are doing an awful lot of it. But uh, we're planning on get going over Saturday Saturday afternoon. Uh, uh, for a game on Sunday, I think at one PM it's scheduled first. So, so we'll all land back around uh, around eight or nine, and have a bit to eat and have a meeting, and then uh, Sunday we uh, hit for uh, the pitch in Birmingham uh, for about twelve o'clock for the match at one, and then head home, head home after that, then and back in Dublin for Sunday evening. So. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of the general gist of it, Damien. Okay, so it's it 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 really is a flying visit. It's all over. And back. There's no there's no hanging around for the Monday. No, there's no training camp for Hansen, Damien. It's uh, it's <laughs> over over and back. And uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose with the match with the match on the following weekend, um, mm. you know, you can't you have to just get in, uh, get the job hopefully get the job done and, and, and get out again uh, as soon as we can What sort of an impact will the league game have on championship or is it is it expected to be something similar in terms of a Warwickshire side Again so hard to know like so hard to know um, they are a bit of an unknown because uh, you know their their teams in the league can change a bit and then from league to championship it can change a good bit again so uh, you know we have the video of, of our game that's the only, th- only thing we can go on um, we've kind of just looked at the results uh, in the league probably they would have been disappointed with the, with the results in the league but again we just can't take it for granted because they did play in, in Nicky Rackard last year so they played in a higher division than us last year so I know their, their results have been poor over the last year or two but and um, yeah, we we can't read a whole pile into them, I suppose. Have you any injury concerns after the the league final? Um, injury concerns. We, um, Matty Hines actually is is, um, is carrying a bit of a knock at the minute, so um, he he's a bit of a doubt. Uh, just as, uh, just at the minute. Um, and then uh, Liam Limo Cook is is out for the. For this one as well, so so yeah, I suppose we they're the two main ones. Um, but then I suppose we've Mark Moffat coming back in um, after breaking a bone in his hand in the Shelby, recovering from a, a shoulder injury. So it's kind of like uh, revolving door. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. It is a bit like so. Um, it's just uh, yeah, you're always going to have a couple that are that are going to be are going to be injured, and that's why you know you need that. 21, 22, 23 players uh, to be at the level really for to bring in. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we have at the minute, Damien. Very good. Well, look, very best of luck. We we'll catch up with you next week, and 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 uh, hopefully it's the uh, an opening round win in the Laurie Maher this this Sunday. We'll be keeping a close eye on it. Thanks for Damien. Yeah, interesting there on, on the couple of injury fronts. Um, Maddie Hines, obviously the captain of the side, being doubtful, and. Um, and Liam Cook, Liam Cook as well in at corner back. Now, as he said there, with with Mark Moffat and and in the Shelby coming back into fitness, it it gives them the options again. But it's um, 
I, th- I, I think Matthew, I think both would be a would be a big loss, but I think they they should be all right to deal with it. It's not an injury crisis; it's a it's an injury blip. Yeah, well, I th- I think Liam Liam maybe um, can't make the trip. He's got prior commitments or something and can't make the trip. I don't. Maybe he's an injury as well, but um, oh. I I think he's not unable to make the trip. So I don't think we're going to see him anyway. Um, and that's unfortunate because he's the most improved player on the team. He, he's he's been exceptional. Really, yeah. has, really has been excellent. Um, uh, yeah, Matty Hines. He he played last weekend, so maybe he got injured in the rum, the rumble in Kingscourt because we were talking about it on the other pod that when Mullahor <laughs> and Kingscourt were in the wars last again by all accounts. Uh, so Matty wouldn't be man for taking a, a step back if that situation presented itself on the field either. So no, uh, no. Definitely not. Definitely not going to step back from it. So yeah, maybe something happened in that, and and, and the Kings Court lads have have caused problems. But um, for for Calvin Hurlers, they uh, they they would be big losses. But I I think that there is now a bit of strength and depth in the Calvin panel that there hasn't been for a long period of time. Just also, and then the Shelby would have been a starter like always, and yeah. like was a was on the the Laurie Maher champion fifteen as well. So, um. Yeah, I was actually wondering why Endo wasn't starting up in Abbottstown. So obviously he's had injury problems. Like he, he's he's a great horror. Yeah, definitely. And Mark Moffat as well, very experienced. The um, there there is a slight concern. There, there's a Kula hurling game, league game on on Saturday. So, um, I think that that's the lads. Hopefully, are being let off from that to to head over to to Birmingham but um, one way or another they'll be there on, on Sunday it's just a matter of what they've done in the past <laughs> whether they've had a game under their belt or not but hopefully the, the lads will be let, um, let go so look we wish the lads the very very best of luck hopefully they come back over the road with, with or back over the, the air with a uh, win under their belt and, and get ready for Mon in the following week who um, they are they're getting ready to go like coming down from Division 3A yeah, that'll be They'll they'll be targeting that very first game to say right we we need to put a, a marker down here that we're we're at a good high level here so it's um it's going to be important for Cavan to maybe get a win under their belt continue the positive momentum and and hopefully take it into the Monaghan game next weekend so, yeah Monaghan Monaghan would be probably uh, fancying themselves to win that Laurie Maher like mm-hmm. when you look at it they did win three games in Division Three yeah um now what else rounds. They beat Fermanagh, yeah, early on, and and uh, you know, even though Fermanagh gave Cavan going over in the league final in, in Cro- or the Laurie Mar final in Croker that time, Cavan wouldn't generally be afraid of Fermanagh. Um, they also got the better allowed by four points, and and Cavan beat Loud in that Laurie Maher, um as well. Now they were, they got a heavy defeat, but from Mayo and Roscommon bet them and Armagh bet them. So yeah, um, you know, maybe maybe. Uh, they were around Cavan's level or maybe not even at Cavan's level. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it will be. It will be. The the other teams just to go through them in the Laurie Maher, Lancashire, obviously, Longford and then Leitrim. They're the five games that Cavan will play over the next few weeks as um Tom was telling us there earlier on. Okay. We'll switch our attention to football and the uh, Cavan Miners get their Ulster Championship campaign underway this Saturday afternoon in Kingspan. Breffney Throwing is at 3pm. Um, it's preceding the Celtic Challenge match with uh, the Cavan Miner hurlers at 12 o'clock. But uh, before we get into the, the, the nitty gritty and, and preview in the game, um, what's, what's your top row? So Cavan are in a, a group of four with all four 
qualifying for the quarterfinals of Ulster. Now, I'm a big fan of more games, but is this a step too far, as some people are saying, that there's no competition now in championship up until quarterfinal? I didn't realise that, actually. Yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of that, no. So, so I presume you're seeded then based on yeah. how you do in the group of four, is it? That's it. So, basically, it's first in group A, plays fourth in group B, and so on, um, right the way through. And only one team of the nine is knocked out. So, in, in the group of five, there is a team that's knocked out, whereas in the group of four, there's not. Um, one of the suggestions that was made was actually Sean McCaffrey. We'll hear from him in a, a little bit. He caught up with the, the Cavan Minor manager, Shani Smith, and with uh, Captain Aaron Shackleton. But a suggestion he was making, I think it's probably the, the most sensible one, would be that the top two teams go to semi final and then second and third go into a quarter final, um, playing the opposite. Second plays third and third plays second. Um, for a place in the semi-final then that at least then there's something to play for in those three games that you have in the group of four whereas now you're right there, there is still something to play for you want to you want to play the the weakest team you can in the quarter-final but it's still it's still not going to have a championship feeling about it I, I'd, I'd almost imagine or maybe I'm wrong yeah it's, I imagine it will like young lads um, you know they they won't be Going anyway, other than going home for it, but I, I, I'm disappointed to hear that now. I think that's that is taking it to a little bit of an extreme. Like, I'd say you're sitting here now as under 20 manager going, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we got one game and, and one game and you're gone. Perhaps teams in Ulster and under 20, and then in minor, you, you can you can potentially lose three games and still go into a quarter final. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's I, yeah, it's uh, I'd imagine, I'd imagine I've said this before, like, there has to be a balance got there because. This is going to make the strong stronger. Like there would have been, there would have been times over the years where you might get a nice home draw in a quarter final, win that, the draw might fall kindly for you again, and you find yourself in the Ulster minor minor final, or you could um, have one big performance like and get yourself into the Ulster minor final. Now, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. The, the strongest teams are going to be very strong, and there is a gap because you've got counties like Tyrone that have, you know, so many schools playing in, in the A grade. In McCrory and um, yeah, McLaren teams and all the rest of that ran fast. Like looking at the role of honor there, like it's actually unbelievable. Like Tyrone and Derry have been so dominant in in that competition. Um, they have forty between them, which is more than Fermanagh, Cavan, Monaghan, and Donegal, Antrim, and Darren put together. Really? Yeah. yeah. Minor championships. Also minor championships. Cavan have six, Monaghan have six, Donegal have seven. Uh, Antrim have eight and Darren have ten, so that's only thirty-eight between six counties. Um, and Tyrone and Derry between them have forty. Armagh are in there at twelve. Like really, our record in minor in those two minor championship is is horrendous. It really is, and it always it always was since since uh, probably from the forties onwards. Like Cavan won two minor All Irelands in the late thirties, and. After that, it's it's been appalling. And even even though Cav- they got to a minor All Ireland final in fifty two and got to one in fifty nine, nothing throughout the sixties. The one one in the in the seventies. Now they knocked on the door a bit in the seventies. They were in a, they were in a good few Ulster minor finals, maybe three or four, and they're in a couple of finals in the eighties. No final throughout the whole nineties or noughties. 
and then two finals in, in three years in 15 and 17 and no final since that so there's something there's something going wrong there because we we know there's so many great young lads playing football in Cavan and has been down through the years and there's been great groups of players but there's something that has gone wrong there I, I know this particular team is extremely well prepared mm. the calibre of people that are involved with the team like it's they're, they're first rate so it's it, I don't and I, there's been lots of very good management teams over minors I don't think it's the management were poor or whatever I think there's a there's a deeper thing there like it would give Cavan such a boost if we were to go to to even get to an Ulster minor final at this stage yeah it's it's very interesting too and again I, I my, my theory on it is in order for Cavan seniors to achieve success it's going to be on the back of underage success and while development is is great and and you know you can make progress through development i think the ultimate progress comes through underage success um and it's interesting when you look through those all irelands what happened in the preceding decades you know that you look at the the 30s and then you had the, the 40s for for cavan um which was probably the 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 greatest Cavan team ever. Um, you you look at the was it the the fifties you were talking about all Ireland finals. Then in the sixties it was a ding dong battle, constantly winning also titles with 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 competing against Down, who were one of the greatest teams ever to come out of Ulster. Um, so I I do I firmly believe that underage success is so important for for adult success to follow through, and and it goes back to that that's those interviews you hear of greats like Peter Canavan being asked coming from a county like Tyrone like where did you get off thinking you were going to win Sam Maguire well I'd done it at, on the 21 level you know I believed I could do it it was just a matter of doing it a level above you know so um, yeah that's it is quite interesting I, I, I you're right on, on, on that point the round robin it generally will mean that the strongest get stronger but uh, but what Cavan's challenge and 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 Fermanagh's and other counties that aren't in that bracket, the challenge is then to prepare like the strongest, and sure. therefore hope that that it'll it'll not not hope you're 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 putting it into it that if we put in the effort like the strongest do, we should be able to compete with them and 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 get a fair share of the pie. But uh, the the chances of continually preparing the way the Tyrones and the Derrys do. Um, you know that's something that has to be organised and planned and followed through on with 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 thousands and thousands of hours of work yeah. going behind. Schools are so important. Like like at the end of the day, that that's where you have a captive audience. That's where you have all these young lads, uh, there every day. And it's easy after school to fit in an hour of a session. Every lad is there. You just tug out out on the pitch, get an hour in. You know it's easy gains. And you're you you're, you can put them together in a competitive environment, and they're playing games all through the winter. And I know, like you, you always advocate playing games. And the Kerry example is a great one where they play all year round almost, and you know they make those tiny little incremental gains all the time. So, I thought I think Cavan schools football was was going really well at St Pat's in particular, um, but it seems to have dipped off a little bit. I know there was a Brock success there last year, but um, maybe it wasn't sustainable to be winning two or three cups a year like that was exceptional a couple of years ago but it seems to have dipped off a little bit and uh, 
which isn't good. Like, really, we need some pats. So, so why? Like, if you remember back, Damien, to our time in some pats, so I think when I started, um, there was 580 uh, in the school. I think I remember in first year, one of the teachers telling us there was 580. And there, at the time, there was about 90 boarders. So you would have quite a few boarders from Leitrim and Mead in particular, one or two lads from Monaghan. Um, so you didn't have a full 580 to choose from, we'll say, for your Cavan minor team, for example. Mm-hmm. Or for your for your county underage teams, but if you go forward to now, like I think St Pat's is up around the eight hundred mark or something like that. Like the, the the role in St Pat's has never been higher. It's higher than it has been in its history because you often see photographs on on Facebook, uh, old photo sure. photo groups and stuff of old 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 classes. The Leaving Cert class in St Pat's nineteen seventy three, and there's sixteen of them or something. Like the uh, and probably half of them were borders or most of them were borders back then. But now it's different. Like. Uh, and that's the model that they have up the north as well. Like that that school that Charlotte Burns is um principal of in Bestbrook. I think there's fourteen hundred in that. Now it's not an old boys school, but massive schools. They're like universities. It's funny. I'm 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 doing a, a coaching course up in Tyrone at the minute and they're um our man behind enemy lines. Ah, exactly. Get get, <laughs> you, get an eyeball on it. But did you, did you parachute in there? <laughs> Start rid- with a newsie or something. <laughs> What the, the the funny thing is though you're right like the 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 lady that that's uh, delivering the coaching course is a PE teacher in in a school up there and basically you know ev- pretty much every second person is is a, a a teacher the secondary school teachers you know they're, they're they 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 have competition for people to try to take secondary school teams it's it's that heavily armed up there and they're they're going and they're taking level two coaching courses you know they're they're not looking at foundation level or or and level one it's level two they're they're all at and you know they they were kind of looking at me going up going well you're the cavern on the 20 manager right jesus well you know they probably in, in tyrone that that was done 15 years ago by them but they they the level and and they're doing coaching courses within their county at level two, you know. In Cavan, we we aren't at that level, and we need to get our teachers to that level of coaching. You know, some some of the stuff that I see, and I was going, that's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And these wouldn't be involved with with county teams. So, um, yeah, definitely, there's 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 something there's something to the system of making sure that the schools are high 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 quality coaching, high quality, um competitions for them and we have the numbers in some schools they look at Breffney College is absolutely exploding it's a huge yeah. school now yeah. it it needs a pitch and it needs a, a massive injection of help to make sure that we're getting the best out of that school even even before so they've changed the system now people might be aware that you know you, you find your own level in Ulster every team in Cavan um, plays in the Ulster competitions where it used to be you won through the county you might be the you might be the Cavan under sixteen vocational schools champions, and then you go on and play play the Ulster. Then that has changed in the last few years. But even before that changed, Breffley College were never really in the mix for a long time to win county titles. Like um, yeah. Virginia College were winning a, an awful lot of them. Um, the likes of Baileyborough and Coothill as well, competitive. Um, Breffley College were were never in the mix, which really was an underperformance. Uh, by Berkeley College and that, so we do. We need it. Like, you see it with with the schools. Like, look at Loretto. Unbelievable work going on in Loretto, and I know Conor Maguire um, does a, a huge amount in there. But Conor Maguire would always give the praise back to the clubs. But 
there, there is um, there's great work going on in the school as well. But those same clubs are feeding Breffney College. Well, and... they are, but they're, they're certainly feeding St. Pat's. Like, um, definitely there. It'd be a mirror image. Like, I'd, I'd imagine the numbers are are similar. It's in the county town. It's drawn from a similar area. So, yeah, it's look. It's a wider topic than tomorrow's minor game, but it uh, is. It's an interesting one. People will be very surprised that we went off on a tangent there because it's not like us to yeah. go off script. Very I was actually thinking of a story to tell you. I'll tell you very, 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 very briefly. Um, I was saying, did you parachute in behind enemy lines? When I was in Erasmus in, in uh, Brussels in 2006, I think it was, um, there's actually ha- handball courts over there. And they're in a US military base called Shape, which is, which is something like Supreme Headquarters of Allied something in Europe and uh, it's this thing is unbelievable it's like a city right It's and it's heavily fortified and there's like something like 30,000 30, soldiers there or 20,000 soldiers wow. and uh, and all the stuff that goes with uh, a settlement of 20,000 people but there's handball courts there <clears throat> but anyway, I hooked up with this fella and I used to go and play him a game of handball and he had been an airborne ranger I don't know if you know anything about those boys no they're like the they're kind of like Navy SEALs that only they're in the air instead of on the water so basically, what they do is, he would say their their motto was "rape, kill, pillage, and burn." <laughs> that was like their ah. yeah. He said what they do is the um, Irish. No, no, he's no, not the Irish. No. No, was he Irish? No, 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 he was American. Okay, okay, but they would it doesn't make it any better. But I'm, he had I'm been in, he wasn't an Irish person. <laughs> he had been in Honduras and Grenada and uh, Bosnia and places like that. And some of these places, the Airborne Rangers when when. I'm on a big tangent here, but when when, when uh, the Americans go into a country back in the day, like 70s, 80s, whatever, I'd say warfare has changed a lot since that, the first ones that arrive are the Airborne Rangers. So they come flying in and they literally drop 1,000 lads or 500 lads. And when when they land, they just clear the area. And that means clearing it. doesn't matter who you are, where you are, if you're in that area, they're going to riddle you. And then they'll set up then they'll immediately set up a base. So they'll, they'll a big drop of a few hundred of these lads out of parachutes. They'll land into hostile territory and they're so well-trained that they'll fan out and some of them will just start securing the area, as they call it. Others will start building a base. Others will start building sniper outposts, all this stuff, and they'll gradually expand their area of influence and then they'll arrive by land or by water. Anyway, that's why I said when you, when you parachute behind enemy lines, I, I used to play handball against this lad and I used to go... Uh, have a bottle of beer with him after it. And he'd start telling you stories. He was a black fella, about 50, and he had retired. He had His final posting was was there, and then he retired there, and he married a French woman and was living there, and he still played handball there. But absolutely fascinating character. Unbelievable, some of the stories he had. There was one day he told me, he had a little, little pop belly on him, like because he was like, I ah, could have been 55 maybe. Uh, but you know he had been, he was built sort of like a boxer. You know he had been a, a serious um, in serious nick in his day and he said to me one day he was unbelievably positive he said to me one day um, uh, my my honey that's what he called his, his wife so my honey was was uh, slagging me about my pot belly so the other day I put on my running gear decided to go for a run he goes you wouldn't believe it I did 19 miles <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ uh, yeah. he was one of the most amazing people I ever met but anyway that's that's you up in Tyrone now Definitely with me, Pop Belly. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not running 19 miles though. Come here, somebody who probably could run 19 miles still is Shani Smith and definitely Aaron Shackleton. I've no doubt about it. So let's hear from them. Sean McCaffrey caught up with them. 
Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Now we're down here at the launch of the Ulster GA Football Minor Championship and delighted to see him and the company here of the representatives from Cavan and that is indeed Shawnee Smith and Aaron Shackleton of course who's the captain, Shawnee the manager here. Shawnee I suppose first things first, looking forward to it? We certainly are looking forward to it, yeah. It's, uh, it's our, as a management team, it's our second year in the, in the Minor Championship so uh, certainly are looking forward to it and looking forward to the new format that they have this year. Yeah, it's a group stages that they're in as well. A group of five, a group of four. The first thing I've noticed, I suppose, you're guaranteed a quarter-final place. Obviously, that the higher up you go, I suppose, the better it'll be for you. Yeah, and I suppose you and I will well know for you know these lads that's under 17, it's all about playing games. And the more games they can get to play, uh, hopefully that will develop them. So we're certainly looking forward to playing those games. And, and yeah, look, you're playing for... Uh, I suppose rankings in the league and the competition. So, uh, and the further you are up, the better, you know. So, uh, every game we we take, we 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 look forward to it, you know. Absolutely. You know that their second year in charge. I suppose with minor football, it's that wee bit different from senior in that you have players coming in, players going out. Obviously, you would maybe a turnover of some players from last year, but you're always constantly introducing them as well. And that's the good thing about it, uh, what I would ter- certainly enjoy. And sometimes you might say it wouldn't be great to have the lads for a couple of years. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for those lads to play. And obviously, they hopefully, de- de- not alone to develop as players, but also develop as people. And then you have a new group coming in. So, like this year, we have, uh, I suppose, Aaron was injured last year for us. But we had one starter in the championship last year for us who'd be playing this year. And we'd probably carry around a panel of 36, of which about 10 or so of them are, are of two years you know so I think that's important as well for us that the players coming in get an opportunity to uh, get two years at it um, so that, that's part of the development for them Yeah it is absolutely it's maybe something we forget as well and I know maybe Aaron and not one to be termed as this but they still are children they're still underage they're, they're, they're under 18 That's correct yeah and uh, that debate keeps going on about the 17 versus 18 and it's, it's difficult but I suppose my, my feeling always on it Sean is that no matter what age group they are these young lads, you know, they're, um, they just want to go and play football and they want to enjoy playing football. And uh, certainly we're getting a great great commitment and a great attitude from the lads at 16 and 17 years of age here in Cavan at the minute. Yeah, and obviously they're coming through development squads and that as well, so they know the level they have to be at to be able to make in these county panels. Yeah, and uh, we've also found a few lads that weren't on development squads this year mm-hmm. and we uh, through the minor league, which is, which is good for... Uh, club football there's some good competition in Cavan so we, we definitely have a few lads from uh, that were on the development squad even like Savaron is probably in it since under 14s upwards but then you know we found a few lads that weren't you know for different reasons didn't make the development squads but matured enough to, to come back in and play and that's, that's, the, that's the good thing about it as well Yeah obviously you mentioned there about the, the, the minor leagues and the leagues obviously within the county you were involved with the Jim McGuigan league as well and, and a couple of games under your belt there that's, that's good prep 
Uh, look, Sean, it's, I, th- I have to say, and been talking to a lot of the, the minor managers throughout the country, you know, there's no other leagues going on in other provinces. The Ulster Minor League is a great competition. Uh, we're certainly glad to have it. Uh, just disappointed that we just didn't uh, go a bit further on it, but we came up against some good, good teams in it. Yeah, no, in fairness, you were beaten in by the eventual winners of it as well. And a game, in fairness, and you noted to me here that you had a good run out against them, that being Donegal. Yeah, Donegal are certainly a, a, were a very good outfit on the day. Um, there was times in the game that we thought maybe we could have done better, but overall they were probably just that three or four points better team than, than us. And they too beat the, you know, the winners last year, Tyrone. So, you know, they're certainly a very good outfit up there. They are indeed. I suppose just finally before we get a word with Aaron, the one thing about the minor, and I was just looking at the, the role of honour there, there's a team maybe will come along and if they're a good panel, one or two years they'll dominate it, but then it, it'll change hands again. I know it's been quite a number of years from Calvin maybe had the success in it, but there's still always a chance. It's always a very open championship. It is, and a good man like yourself doesn't, doesn't be long reminding us that it is a while. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's, um, it's certainly something that we're aware that we haven't really uh, had a minor win in a few years. It's nearly 2011, I think, since we won yeah. the, the Ulster Minor Championship. But... Um, you know, even last year we, we felt we had a good run in the Ulster semi-final and we were beaten by Derry who had on then to the Ulster final and got beaten by Tyrone. And so um, it, it is something that we aspire to, to do is to win, win an Ulster title. There's no doubt this year as well, Aaron and the boys are, are aspiring to win an Ulster title again. They are indeed, and it's hard to, it is 2011, I think you're right, it's so hard to believe when you look back on that, on the majority of that team now, obviously on the senior panel and, and, and picking up those divisional honours, and some of them maybe even have claimed a, a senior championship in that time. They have, and they've also had a number of under-21 winners right. in that yeah. as well, so we've about four or five of our senior players will have an Ulster minor, an Ulster under-21, and obviously an Ulster senior in 2020 as well. So, look, that's what... The likes of these young boys are, uh, want to be. They want to play senior football for Cavan and be the likes of Jared Smith and these lads who have the, the role of honours of three Ulster titles. So um, hopefully we can help them to do that this year. Yeah, indeed. Aaron, it was just noted there that you are returning back from, from an injury last year. Looking forward to it? Sorry. Yeah, you know, uh, can't wait. Obviously, you know, it was disappointing last year to miss out. But, you know, this year with the new format, you know, plenty of games. So... Definitely looking forward to it and uh, yeah, just can't wait to get, to, get, to get cracking into it. Yeah, obviously. And again, as I said, it's such an, a narrow window and a narrow opportunity for a minor to get in there. You're lucky at least that you can get back this year at it. It's normally just maybe a, a two-year window if, if you get it. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously, you know, with the under-17, you know, obviously, as Shawnee said, there's been a bit of debate over it, but I suppose we are a bit lucky, you know, we're still young and hopefully... You know, get out and enjoy it and as you said, two years so we're very lucky in that, in that fact I was just going to say as well, obviously there is a talk that there may be a change of age grace then going into next year, that'll be something you'll be looking forward to to give you the third year <laughs> Yeah, obviously, it's a, be very lucky to be getting that now, I don't know, we might be chancing our arm at that, but uh, yeah, you know obviously, uh, look, it's two years so uh, hopefully we can make the most of it this year and that's the main thing did you come through the development squads yourself, or, or how has it yeah. that you've ended up? Yeah, it would have been development squads, you know, development squads going on since under 13, under 14, all the way up, and then obviously as you get on, the more serious it gets, and the more kind of breaks into a county panel setup, you know, so uh, yeah, it would have been under 13, under 14, and then working our way up from now. Yeah, and it's fantastic that them opportunities is there for young players because, as I said, and I mentioned to Sean as well, it gives you the feeling what it is then to be moving into a county panel. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, there's there's a lot of work going into Cavan, Underage, and 
we're lucky to have that work behind us and uh, have the time and effort being put into us and uh, hopefully we can make a payoff now by going into the championships. Now, just finally, you mentioned there about this new format this year, and at least it is given that opportunity. You are in a group there along with Armagh, Tyrone, and I see also as well Antrim. So again, three games guaranteed, a quarter final and guaranteed. So technically, four games here, and then whatever transpires after that. Yeah, you know, you you could look at it and say you have the the safety net of you're in a quarter final anyway. But uh, but let me go and I try win every game and uh, you know build up as much momentum and as much confidence as we can going into the quarter final. Looking forward to it. Definitely, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> My thanks to Sean McCaffrey for uh, sharing that audio with us. Um, yeah, like looking at it, there, Aaron Shackleton is a big, big player for this team. He's been playing in a couple of different positions across it, but it's. I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because I know you spend a lot of time around Kingscourt, but Kingscourt are highly represented on this minor team a minor squad, which isn't always the case. Even when they had good teams, they, they didn't always seem to come down and commit to it. So we're seeing a wee bit of a change in, in, in Kingscourt maybe, which could be for the better of Cavan. Mm, yeah, well, we we do need to see the Terrans really stepping up like in Cavan. And we are seeing it. Uh, some of the Terran clubs really getting strong and underage. Like Hill is another example. But Kingscourt mm. are putting in massive work there. Kevin Shields, obviously the county uh, youth board officer, is heavily involved in Kingsford Club as well and I, I know they have a big plan in place and they've an awful lot of uh, help there as well like they go for end of year uh, they've been end of year function with all the with all the coaches and I, I tell you it's like an AGM in some clubs like there's loads of of fellas and, and women helping out there so I, I think I'm right in saying Aina Ward is he Kingsford as well? No Aina Ward I think is Arva Arva okay so he's the vice captain and Luke Allison is the other vice captain and then Aaron Shackleton is the captain Luke, Luke Allison from Butler's Bridge. Um, he was on the team last year. I'm right in saying a, a very dynamic attacking kind of defender. Um, the Tyrone game in the in the league, people will look at it and say, "Oh, geez, Tyrone hammered them." But uh, this is where Cavan will show, hopefully, and I, 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 I'm, I'm confident that they will, that they've learned an awful lot. It was the full-back line that caused all the problems for Cavan in terms of goal threats for Tyrone. So they got, I think I'm right in saying, three goals or four goals from their full-back line the last day where we have very talented forwards on this minor team. Um, the, the likes of Jake White, uh, I think he's he must be the top scorer throughout the league. I know he got five points against Donegal and four against Tyrone. You have Ben O'Hara, um, you have Darren Noonan, you have Joshua Shehu, you have a lot of really good players like that in that forward line. They have to track runs tomorrow. They have to make sure that those goals, those goals don't come in from the full back line again. But that scoreline didn't reflect it. I said at the time, and if Calvin can do that, I think they're well fit to to beat this Tyrone team. I hope so, Damien. I obviously I haven't seen either of these teams playing. Um, I've seen some of the lads playing with their clubs uh, on the race finals and stuff like that. So. I know that Cavan will be well prepared. That's one thing for sure. Like um, high caliber people over the team. If Killian the Gunner as well, giving up his time. Not too many county seniors. Um, Liam Brady's the other there as well. You've two yeah. county seniors there on the on the backroom team with the Cavan Miners. That wouldn't that wouldn't be replicated too often around the country. Like you imagine the the expertise they would have to pass on. Like the lads that are at, are at the cutting edge of it with the senior inter county team. Like it's not even lads who played a few years ago. They're right there. They're doing it every day. 
And I'd say that's a great buzz for the young lads to be to have those type of fellas coaching in there as well. So, uh, no, I, I, I there's no point in me bluffing it. I, I would just love to see Cavan win it, but I, I don't know much about this Tyrone team. And it seemed that that league game followed a familiar pattern of Cavan Tyrone games in all grades, which is kind of that we we maybe get ahead of them or we compete very strongly and we fade away. So hopefully that that doesn't happen again because I have heard that there's there's great talent on this Cavan minor team. There is, there's there is a lot of talent. That, like I'm just just to go through a few of the names that that have stood out for me in it. Ben Tully from from Cavan Gales has been playing very well. Kieran Caldwell from Castle Rahan, Jimmy Clark as well from Castle Rahan, both really good footballers. Kieran Caldwell is big, mobile, but scoring unit as well. Um, you've Ben Smith there from um, Rammer, isn't it? I think Ben is Ben Smith. No. La, uh, we'll have to check that Imola maybe I can't just remember Hullins or, or, or Rammer I think he's that end of of the no sorry Ben Smith is actually Butler's Bridge as well I think um, but again a, a really good defender can get up the field can can get on the scoreboard um, so you've Dylan Edwards and, and Faker Brady as well there's there's a lot of eye-catching players on this team young lads as well Oren Madden um He's the fourth of the of the Madden brothers to come through. So in 2022, in the the Madden household on the men's side only. Well, you could take in the ladies because, uh, Quiva isn't it? Yeah, Quiva Madden. She played with Cavan seniors. Key and Madden played with the Cavan senior men's. Tierna Madden played with Cavan senior men's. Dara Madden played with the under twenties. And Oren Madden, with a year to spare. Uh, looks like he could play with the Cavan Miners as well so that's one hell of a, a breeding ground for Cavan footballers unbelievable uh, isn't it unbelievable amazing it's serious stuff obviously Faker Brady's younger brother of uh, Cormac and, or Fionn and Cormac and Killian Brady son of, of Kieran Brady and, and, and Geraldine there as well so again another good breeding house for, for Cavan footballers but um, there's Joe Dugdale came on against uh, Donegal, big big unit, son of obviously George Dugdale from from Leitrim originally, but Butler's Bridge now. But again, th- there's a lot of ways that this Cavan team could put their best fifteen and subs out and beat teams from big strong men to pacey players. Um, they have it all. I I I'm excited about this Cavan team. I've been excited about it for a while now. I know the league didn't go as planned. But I do think that there's really good footballers here. I think that there's, and I think that they're they're being coached exceptionally well. So there's there's a little bit of optimism here. It's obviously Tyrone, and it comes with all the baggage, and it comes with with everything else around it. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this Cavan team go out in championship. And I think they haven't had a full hand to deal with or to play with so far throughout the league. Um, hopefully they have everybody available to pick at the one time in in this championship. Um. Now, when when that is, I hope that they have them in the knockout stages. But if they can have them from now until the knockout stages, build a bit of confidence, win a few games, um, that they're going into the knockout stages with a little bit of confidence behind them. I I think there's a lot of potential here, so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully so, Damon. Yeah, look forward to it myself now. Um, okay, folks, that's all we have time for. I think, Paul, unless you have any other side tangents that we didn't plan on talking about. <laughs> it's not the lad I met one time, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a uh, an Israeli undercover <laughs> agent. Yeah, he was doing a foundation coaching course up in Pomeroy. 
Uh, folks, look, thanks really for listening. Don't forget to check out the Die Hard service where myself and Paul went on a, a tangent, but it was a planned tangent about um, Cavan over in New York eight years ago. And of course, Leitrim uh, being beaten by New York, although Paul doesn't agree that beaten is the is the right term on this one. But you can listen to that over on the Die Hard service, along with the All-County Football League review from last weekend and our one-word predictions for this weekend. If you're still in the last man standing because you didn't pick Bill Torbert last weekend, um, then you'll get a little bit of a kick out of our predictions for the week coming. But thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy's Supervisor GA podcast. And thanks again to Sean McCaffrey for the audio of the Miners. And best of luck to the Hurlers.